All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crash Culture Podcast Show. We've been on a little hiatus, but now we're back better than ever. Uh, today, we're going to start off with NBA free agency. All right, we got a lot of topics to talk about, but we're going to start today off with NBA free agency because I've been a little cr- critical of Pat Riley in the past, you know, on previous segments, previous episodes. I've been saying that he should retire. He's getting too old. He's never been good in the draft at drafting players, you know, and players really choose Miami. He doesn't really recruit them well. Um, I'm going to say I was wrong about half of that stuff. Still think low-key he need to retire. But he did his thing. He did his thing. So I did say I was going to apologize, and I'm sorry to Pat Riley for uh, disrespecting his legacy like that because he's, he bought us three rings, so uh, whatever. But I guess. Anyways, Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers. I love that move, man. Kawhi to the Clippers is a great move for the NBA. Um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving to the Brooklyn Nets. That's a great move for the NBA. Chris Middleton. Was it Chris Middleton? Yeah, Chris Middleton went back to the Bucks. And uh, what's his face? Malcolm Brogdon went to the Indiana Pacers. Um, LeBron got some supplementary pieces and Danny Green. Jared Dudley, the GOAT. <laughs> um, and a couple other players. You know, I still think the Lakers at the end of the day, now with Kawhi going to the Clippers with Paul George, are going to have to go up against a formidable for, uh, formidable force over there in L.A. because they got Patrick Beverly starting that guard that gives other guards, whoever at the one or two position, Pat Bev will give you a headache. So we got that going on. And then we got uh, Lou Will coming off the bench. He could drop 40, 50 points on you coming off the bench and you got Montrez Harold. I mean, the Lakers got, you know, um, who on a bench, they got DeMarcus cousins. I think he should come off the bench because he's not, he's not no starter no more. What he did last year in golden state, like it showed that he's washed, man, that Achilles injury for anybody is hard to come off of as a basketball player, but especially as a big using your body, you know what I'm saying? He's never been the biggest jumper and everything. He's just been one of the most skilled big men. And he was able to use his power to dominate people. And now it looks like he doesn't have as much power anymore because Serge Ibaka was tossing this shit all over the place. And so was Marc Gasol. He had one okay game in the NBA Finals and then the rest of them was subpar. You feel me? And that was his best chance at winning the championship. All he had to do was provide help and support to uh, Stephen Curry. And Steph Curry could have led the show and got like 30, 40 a night. And he could have been there giving them 20, 30. You know, they would have gave Toronto headaches. They would have at least took it to game seven at the very least. But he couldn't do shit in that series. So now he goes to LA to play with an already crowded uh, uh, post and JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis and him. Come on, man. And LeBron James is not the best shooter in the world. But um, he's talking about moving the point guard because he's improved his shot. And he has always had a great basketball IQ. And and one of his most talked about traits is his ability to pass the ball. So I guess. But LeBron's always been a point forward. And I think that that kind of gets the defense out of sorts when they don't know specifically where he's going to be. That's going to be a matchup problem because you don't know exactly what lineup he's going to play in. You know what I'm saying? Um, But if you put LeBron on the floor with, let's say, a Rondo, that's not going to work because Rondo needs the ball in his hands. He's not a great shooter. It's the same thing as the Lonzo Ball effect, you know? That's one of the reasons why they traded Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball wasn't a great shooter. Be that as it may, Rondo has more experience than Lonzo on both and being in the NBA, being a professional basketball player, and his skill for passing and defense, I would think that would be a little bit more higher than uh, Lonzo 
but Lonzo was younger and more athletic, and he was able to display more potential for it to, to have more of ability than Rondo at those two uh, different points in the basketball game, be that on defense and be that in passing. You know, so um, I don't know, man. I really honestly don't know what the Lakers think that they put together. I know a lot of people I'm hearing all over social media, all on these sports talk shows talking about, oh, uh, Anthony Davis is a bona fide superstar. Along with the LeBron James and those boys with Kyle Kuzma, you're already that that's being that you already have assumed Kyle Kuzma is stepping up into that next tier of progress and becoming that superstar. Everybody thought that um your boy from the Celtics was gonna be that next tier. Jason Tatum, he was gonna take that next step. And he didn't take that next step. Everybody thought Jalen Brown was gonna take that next step two years ago. And he's been playing solid, but he hasn't taken that next step. Ben Simmons, here he is uh, on his third year, and he ain't made a three-pointer yet, and he plays point guard. So some players don't necessarily progress. Some of them stay in the same spot. You see what I'm saying? And if Kuzma stay in the same spot, he's going to be just what he's been, a good role player. You know, um, but that move for Kawhi going to the Clippers... I'm I'm gonna uh I'm gonna speak on that in a minute, but yeah, that move to me was one of the greatest moves to ever happen in free agency. Okay, outside of LeBron's decision to come to Miami, that made me happy because I'm a Heat fan, of course. But this is probably the decision that made me more happier than that than LeBron coming to Miami. Nah, not really. But, you know, a second to that, you know, because it balanced out the NBA and it took LeBron's chance of him trying to stack the deck. And if he wins two titles in a row, they're going to talk about him being better than Jordan. And it's like every team he got on, he stacked it. And you can't compete. You can't even compare those two. Jordan, who had his team built through the draft and free agency, like organically, like you can't compare LeBron to what he's been doing with teams, like going to teams and stacking a deck with a bunch of teams and trying to run the table to win a, a, run a, 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 a NBA championship. You know what I'm saying? It it really doesn't compare. To me, LeBron's been out of that conversation ever since he lost to the San Antonio Spurs for a second time when he was in Miami. He's been out of that conversation since then. He tried to climb back in that conversation when he went to um, – Cleveland and stacked the deck with Kyrie and Kevin Love and they lost that first year which they should have won and then they won that second year which they should have lost I mean everybody say he, he brought the first championship to the city of Cleveland so he gets to be considered the GOAT I mean Jordan brought the first championship to the city of Chicago like and bought the, the second, the third, the fourth the fifth and the sixth what are we talking about here and did it all on two three-peats so, like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't add up to me. LeBron has to at least win more than he lost. You feel me? Before we can start talking. Like, if he gets seven rings, then we can start saying, oh, he's the greatest of all time. You feel me? Because then he'll be seven and six. But right now, three and six, possibly going to never make it to the NBA Finals again. And if he make it there, he got to get past whatever powerhouse team it is in the East. Like, Knock it off, bro. Knock it off, bro. I don't even want to really consider him second best in the NBA. You know, in NBA history, I mean. Not in the NBA currently, but in NBA history. LeBron had his time where he dominated the league. He dominated the league for over a decade. But um, you have so many other players in the NBA history that dominated the league and had their moment, their time to shine, you know. And they're not trying to put them above Jordan. So, you know, it is what it is. But more on free agency and the balance that Kawhi restored to the NBA coming up on the next segment. It's Crash Culture, the podcast show. All right, we're back with the Crash Culture podcast show and getting into more of this NBA free agency coverage 
we got breaking news. We got a, a brand new story with the Russell Westbrook um, trade grumblings coming out of OKC. He has just been traded to the Houston Rockets for a future first, two future first round draft picks and two future pick swaps in the first round. And also as well as Chris Paul. Um, Who won this trade exactly? I think OKC won this trade off initial reaction off what I'm hearing because they got a score of like five first round draft picks from the Clippers. Then they just now picked up another four first round draft picks from um, the Houston Rockets. And they got Chris Paul to, you know, make up for in the meantime. So OKC is now going to use all of these picks to draft another James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook and trade them all the way again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But they, they got a lot of assets. They're going to be able to build a lot of young talent. But uh, who knows what kids are going to be coming out of college is going to be great or good in those drafts. And usually after the first five picks, it's a wash. Nobody knows who's going to be great after them first five picks. You know, number one overall, sometimes it's hit or miss. You feel me? So only time will tell with with whether OKC truly won the trade or not. I know Houston didn't. I know for a fact Houston didn't. You're going to put two of the most ball-dominant players on the same team that basically play the same style, the same, the same way. Like, it ain't enough balls to go around, bro. Ain't no two ways about it. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are two of the biggest ball hogs in the NBA right now. Two of the most turnover-prone players in the NBA right now. And somehow I am still intrigued at how they're going to make it work because they both were teammates in OKC. And be that James Harden were coming off the bench and they made it work in OKC. I still don't see how now he got down and he got an MVP on his resume. Now that he didn't, you know, led the league in scoring multiple seasons. You know, uh, James Harden's been on a historic run in his time in Houston. And here come Russell Westbrook from his historic run in uh, OKC. Two former MVPs basically on the same team. They used to be teammates. It sounds good. It sounds good, and if they can make it work, man, is it they're going to be a formidable force in the West to go along with Kawhi and Paul George and LeBron and AD. But at the same time, I just don't see that working out in Houston with how ball-dominant those two players are. You know what I'm saying? I just don't see it happening, bro. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can make it work. Maybe they can rekindle that old teammate flame. But, bro, this is a bad, bad trade for Houston. Terrible, bro. Terrible, bro. And when it's not working, they're going to try and point fingers at Russell. They're going to try and point fingers at Harden. They're going to try and point fingers either which way. But the fact of the matter is their style of play for the NBA that was where it was a team, one team full of all-stars that played basketball the right way in Golden State, dominating the league, it wasn't going to work in that type of NBA. Now it's a different NBA. Now it's kind of like a duos-type NBA, you know, with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in Philly, with Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. Then you got um, Kawhi and Paul George in L.A. with the Clippers. You know, you got Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley in Utah. You see what I'm saying? It's like a lot of duos right now. Kyrie and uh, Durant when Durant comes back. You feel me? It's a lot of duos right now going on in the NBA. The super teams where it's four or five, you know, all-stars on one team, that ended when Kevin Durant decided to leave Golden State. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James tried to put that together with Kawhi and it just all fell come tumbling down and then the Lakers had to scramble and for scrambling they picked up some decent players in their little scramble they got Avery Bradley 
uh, Danny Green. Those are two good shooters and two good defenders. I don't know about uh, some of the the big name players in the NBA if they're going to be that good on defense against those guys, but um, they can guard some average players. They can guard like a um, Bradley Bill or something like that. They can guard him. Those two guys. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically in Philly they got also Al Harford, but Al Harford to me is just a very good supplementary part um so it's gonna be interesting season next year that's all i'm thinking about especially with this russell westbrook going to houston it's gonna be interesting because that everybody waiting to see that shit crash and burn and fall apart but um to my to me i don't really know who's the favorite because it's legit eight teams that could win it but for my money, after what Kawhi just did, I'm picking the Clippers to win it all again. All right? I'm picking that team, hands down, to win it all again. If KD was healthy and he went to Brooklyn with Kyrie, I would pick that team second to the Clippers right now to win it all. But, oh, you can't help but go with the Lakers after the Clippers because, you know, they have LeBron, they have Anthony Davis, and they have a solid roster behind the Clippers you feel me so you can't help but go with that and then number three um I would have to say Philly Philly or Milwaukee it's a toss-up between I don't really like no team coming out of the east you know especially since uh Kawhi went back to the west he was the one best suited to win championships in the east because he had already had championship experience and and the way he plays on both ends of the floor. Nobody really does that in the East. You see what I'm saying? Joel and B gets all this hype, but he cried like a little bitch after he lost. And Ben Simmons is uh, a point guard that can't shoot, an oversized point guard that can't shoot, so it really takes away his effectiveness as a point guard. You might as well put him at small forward and get a point guard in there that can shoot and spread the floor so Joel and B, when he gets the ball down low, he can do something. You know what I'm saying? So... That's it when it comes to that. But um, Jimmy Butler got the solo act going on in Miami. And unless Miami trade away Deion Waiters, oh, my God, it's going to be a problem over there, bro. It's going to be a problem over there. That Tyler Hero kid played good in the summer league. But the summer league, it, it ain't enough for me not to, to not call you a bum. And I'm taking back my apology from uh, Pat Riley. Fuck that. He still need to retire. He didn't get Russell Westbrook. He only got Jimmy Butler. And that's because Jimmy Butler wanted to come because of D-Wade. So, yeah, he need to retire. Um. Anyways, the NBA is going to be a lot more balanced. And I'm really going to enjoy watching next season and seeing all of the storylines unfold. You know, um, LeBron's not the GOAT, nor never will he ever be. He's on the end of his career. I just got to throw this out there. Jordan, 6-0 in six tries. LeBron, 3-6 in nine tries. Discussion ended to answer everybody where where I stand. Whenever I talk about NBA, got to calm down the bronze sexuals and give them that fact. All right, that statistical fact. But, um... He's going to have a great chance. I had to say that before I say this. He's going to have a great chance to possibly win his fourth ring next year. I don't think it's going to happen, but he could possibly pull it off with the roster that he have it and with the parity that is now going on in the league. Um, Yeah, that's how I feel about free agency right now. Kawhi basically held everybody ransom and played a chess move, and he's trying to position himself to overtake LeBron and all of these discussions with Jordan and this and the third. And then it'll be more logical, but at the same time, he still would not have caught in Jordan. So it would just make everybody who says LeBron is better than uh, Jordan look like a dumbass if a guy that's currently playing right now overtakes him in the conversation and the guy that overtook him is still not better than Jordan. So, you know, I just got to put that little, that little bit of knowledge out there to the universe, let y'all know what's really going on because all of these 
analysts and all of these media personalities on all of these sports shows and these sports channels like ESPN, Fox Sports, and all of these these guys, they like Chris Broussard and whatnot, they're going to tell you something that is more politically correct because they're in front of cameras. And if they tell the too much of the truth, then they're no, they know that these players are going to get back at them like KD clap back at Chris. I ain't got to worry about nobody clapping back at me. And if they clap back at me, I'm going to say, find the lie. Point out the lie. Where's the lie? You feel me? So I can just say the truth when it comes to that. I ain't nobody. This is a no dick ride LeBron zone over here. No dick ride any player zone over here. If you suck, you suck. If you're great, then you're great. If you're not on that level of greatest of all time, then you're not on that level. We're just going to call it spade or spade. All right? Um, Yeah, that's why I stand on that. Uh, those are the marquee teams right now. Um, I could talk about New Orleans with the young talent that they got with Zion, but to me, Zion's he, he got injured in summer league. We're not going to really even see nothing about him or hear about him until after like a month, two months into the season. That's when we're really going to know what type of player he is. For all the hype that he got right now, I'm not impressed. I'm very underwhelmed, okay, with him and R.J. Barrett. But like I say, there's summer league action, not NBA's regular season. Only time will tell. Crash Culture Podcast Show. We're coming back up on the next segment with uh, coverage of the Dreamers, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 album review that they just came out with, the mixtape with J. Cole, uh, J.I.D., and a bunch of other guys. Just going to give you my quick synopsis on a couple of other new musics that's coming out. And then um, we're going to transition to these movies and uh, these... I, I guess I don't know what we what we're gonna call them nowadays now, where these police are like like literally shooting black people and getting away with it, and like all of these social shit that's going on that's like really like catch your attention but it's really fucked up. Yeah, we're gonna get to that next on the Crash Culture Podcast Show. All right, in other news. What are white people mad about today? Well, there was a a little black mermaid or there was a little white mermaid that became black and now people are upset about that. But the origins of the story, we all know almost every origin story starts with black people. But nowadays, people tend to be upset when the culture actually reflects that. You know what I'm saying? And it's mostly racists in America that are the ones who are upset. And America is mostly full of racists. So that's why it may seem like to the great majority of the population here in America, it seems like the opinion changes to negative automatically anytime when a black person gets a leading role in something that was seen to be a white person's prize or token. You know, it it automatically switches to negative. Everybody automatically thinks like, damn, like black people trying to uh, be mermaids now. Like, oh, that was a white girl in that cartoon. Sorry about that. That was a call from my good old Uncle Thomas. Uh, Shout out to my Uncle Thomas over there. He always be looking out for a player. You know, we just had a family reunion and uh, things went well. Um. But more on this subject of Ariel and the Little Black Mermaid, you know, there was so many Facebook pages that popped up that said, not my Ariel. That hashtag was trending in a matter of hours. You know, like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, I don't know if America's ever going to change this. You know what I'm saying? This has been around since my parents' parents, you know, uh, being raped, like, America being racist so it shouldn't surprise us anytime when we do something groundbreaking it's always going to be resistance it's always going to be hatred you know it's just like with Kaepernick and uh and him taking a knee 
they chose to make that about the flag instead of making it about the issue that he was calling attention to, which was police brutality. Because you know why? America's more comfortable with black people screaming and crying and dying than they are with us celebrating and laughing and being happy. You know, and that's just the facts of the matter. And we've been in this fight for over 300 years. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to make us strong. It's going to continue to make us strong. We already are strong, resilient people. And it's going to continue to make us stronger. But um, we can't be set up here and be, we, we can't be silenced. We ain't going to let this silence us. You know, for years and years, they've had white actors playing black, historically black people roles. You know what I'm saying? They've had white actors dress up in blackface. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder wore black, full blackface. You know what I'm saying? And it it, it was literally like depicted in the film because it was like a film about a film, you know, and it's just ridiculous. People, a lot of people gave him a pass because he did it in comedy and just, but really, he wore blackface. Ain't no two ways about it. And with the movie Gods of Egypt, after I seen that movie, I don't want to hear shit about uh, anybody culturally appropriating any roles. You know what I'm saying? On our end, on black people's end. Because, I mean, Egypt is in Africa. Africa is very close to the equator. That means it's very hot in Africa. You let me know when you just see white people being born over there and just walking around with like that, that uh, Caucasian um, skin tone, like that, that white, white skin tone. You know what I'm saying? Especially back in them ancient times. I mean, if you look at the hieroglyphics, they have nothing but black and brown people. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Even the statues of them are black and brown, encased in gold. Like, it's ridiculous. That movie was ridiculous. It was literally whitewashed. And now you're going to sit up here and complain to me about a fucking mermaid, a fish that's not real? Because they chose a black singer, a talented young black singer, an actress. I'm so mad I can't even say my words right right now. It's ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. And just when you start, when you start, uh, when you, <laughs> when you thought it would stop, <laughs> just when you thought it would stop, I'm getting tongue tied. I'm, 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 I'm speaking so fast. I'm so upset and enraged about all this bullshit that's been going on lately. You know, they come after Rihanna. They come after my future wife. And they say that she's culturally appropriating because she did a photo shoot for a Chinese magazine and the Chinese stylists and the Chinese makeup artists all made her look like she was Asian in the shoot for the Chinese uh, magazine. It like, like, I don't know where to go with it. People are upset, literally upset in saying that Rihanna's culturally appropriate. Now, this is mostly coming from white people, I bet. The people that culturally appropriate more than anything on the face of, of earth. The people that culturally appropriate more than anybody are upset that Rihanna is paying respect to another culture. And they're trying to label that as culturally appropriating. In the words of the great Chad Ochocinco, child please. Child please. Y'all don't get the fuck out of my face with that shit. You know how many... Uh, just Eminem alone, like, in music. We can go to just music. Eminem and Mac Miller alone, like... Like, y'all, everybody loved them. Everybody championed them as being uh, hip-hop artists and, and great rappers and great lyricists and uh, try to put them in categories they don't belong in. Where in reality, we could just say they culturally appropriate. And, like... They getting by, you feel me? Like we let motherfucker live, and they were paying respect to the culture. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. They respecting. It's a difference between culturally appropriating and respecting a culture. You see what I'm saying? It's a big difference between culturally appropriating is when you steal or take, and you know what I'm. Saying? You don't have nobody there to co-sign for you to do that. You feel me? Like 
Eminem came up out of Detroit. You feel me? He was a, a, affiliated with D12. Whole start to that whole click and stuff like that. He had to go to rap battles. He had to get his credibility. He was rapping when Big was alive and was even on a song with Big. You know what I'm saying? He had to get his credit because he even said it and mentioned it. Nobody was taking the white boy serious. And Dr. Dre had to vouch for him and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? So a guy like that is seen as paying respect or homage to the homage to the culture when he raps. You know what I'm saying? Because this culture is something, uh, hip-hop culture, is something that was created by black people. Undisputed, undeniably so. But, um, you feel me? He He's paying homage and respect, so everybody let him live. Everybody tries to put him in that top greatest of all time and all of that stuff like that there. We don't see black or white when we look at him. So when we look at Rihanna, and she's paying homage to fashion or international fashion, and she has all of these Asian stylists and all of these Asian makeup artists and dressers and all of that stuff like that, dressing her up for a magazine. You get upset. This is the same type of shit with the Little Mermaid and Halle Berry. I would keep wondering to say Halle Berry, but the girl's name is Halle Bailey. Um, like people getting upset at her for her doing her thing. Like, when is America ever? not going to be upset at young, talented black people. When is America never not going to be upset at us? You know what I'm saying? It's pitiful. It's pitiful. We can't even be great. America won't even try and let us be great. You know what I'm saying? It's like when we don't talk about guns and we ain't talking about uh, slinging dope and stuff like that, it's like you want to impose on us, want to talk shit about us. But when we talking about it, see... See, he's a thug. He's a nigger. He, he he wants to kill. I'm threatened by him. Police, police calling. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. The climate in this country is really ridiculous. It's like we, it's like this country is over politically correct and oversensitive about the wrong things. Be sensitive about slavery. Let's America. Let America be sensitive about that. All right. Because that's some shit that really happened in this country. And that's some shit that's really impacting us today. Be sensitive about that. Stop being sensitive about who plays the lead role in a fucking fairy tale. Stop being sensitive about a flag that was uh, woven together when America still had black people enslaved. See what I'm saying? That's the backbone of this country, slavery. But every time black people talk about some, hey, can we get some of the benefits that our ancestors put into this soil? It's a deaf ear to that. Our children ain't got good drinking water. Deaf ear to that. We ain't got a good education. Deaf ear to that. We make a tenth of the money that a white family makes in America. Deaf ear to that. But whenever it comes to anything else in this country, we're talking about that shit nonstop. Like it's important. It's not important who plays whatever role. It's not important who's ever on the front page of any magazine. What is important is the quality of life for the majority of the population of this country. Not just a few or not just a, a, a majority of one ethnic group, but of all ethnic groups, especially the ones that are American citizens, all right? The descendants of the enslaved are American citizens through our birthright, all right? Through our great-great-grandparents toiling and enslaving in these fields in this country to build this nation's wealth, all right? If you're going to give everybody else something, Especially people that haven't even their ancestors haven't had to endure over here. You giving these, you giving everybody else credit for everything else, and we worried about everything else in this country but the right things. Let's turn our attention away from negativity, especially in the black people, black community too. Let's turn our attention away from this negativity that these uh, few races are trying to bring toward this beautiful, talented actress way, and toward. Rihanna's my future wife's way 
You know what I'm saying? And focus more on things that we can do to build our community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's just how I feel about all of that bullshit as a whole, bro. It's all bullshit. Even the ASAP Rocky thing with him getting locked up in Sweden um, because the white guys are trying to start a fight with him. You feel me? Like, that's all bullshit, bro. At the end of the day, bro. Like, I'm going to give you my thoughts on that on the, uh, in the end. Because it's a whole little thing to unpack about that, that ASAP Rocky in Sweden. But yeah, this is the Crash Culture the Podcast Show. Alright, so we back. ASAP Rocky got locked up over in Sweden. From my understanding of the situation, uh, two, two Swedish guys drunk they look like they were drunk they going up to asap rocky and his crew provoking them one of them threw his headphones at asap rocky's security and um so asap's recording the whole thing of these guys provoking them and fucking with them and then later on off camera i guess asap rocky and his crew whooped their ass duffed them out whatever you want to call it whatever the case may be um then later, ASAP Rocky finds himself in a Swedish jail. And he's living in, quote unquote, inhumane conditions. Now, to me, when ASAP Rocky say that, I don't know if it's just me or not. But what may be humane to ASAP Rocky, the pretty boy, the pretty flocko, you know, the guy who's used to these, like, caviar type settings. You know, and he's really into fashion. Like, it, to him, maybe inhumane settings is if they don't have marble in the showers. You feel me? So I don't know, like, if I could, if I could trust a report of him saying he's living in inhumane conditions. You feel me? Because, like, I've heard Sweden is a, like a, a relatively nice place. You feel me? So. Mm. Why would he be there in the first place if it wasn't relatively a nice place? You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like these rappers go on vacation or do tours in like the slummiest slums in the world. You know what I'm saying? Or the most dangerous places in the world. Because if that was the case, a lot of these rappers would go straight to Brazil. You know, one of the most dangerous places in the world to go. But I don't see a lot of these rappers throwing tours in Brazil. You feel me? You want to be foreign? Go over there. <laughs> Africa ain't even that dangerous. It's just due to the uh, Western world and how we over-sensationalize things. And this country especially wants black Americans to look at Africa in a negative way. They put out so much negative stuff about them it makes us think like all of these stereotypes like africa's starving you know they'll rob you like dudes in the congo in the jungle or jump out of the bush and rape your mother you feel me so that would lead us to think like oh let's not go over there let's not do tours over there let's not give no money to those people over there because you know what i'm saying this is what the TV shows us over in America. So this is what we think. And this is how we we process being in that country. But in reality, Africans are some of the nicest people in the world. So it is what it is. But, um, you know, the funny thing about it is there was an article saying some things that ASAP Rocky said. I don't know if he said this while he was locked up or before he was locked up he was saying that um he didn't sign up to be no political activist i think he was saying this when he got locked up he didn't sign up to be no political activist he wants to still talk about his motherfucking lean in his cup that he be drinking his jiggy bitches and his dead homies and his fashion shit he, he basically want to still preach about ignorant shit so he didn't sign up for this like Meek Mill, you feel me? But I could kind of understand him on one side of that 
And then another side of me saying like, bro, you's a fucking idiot, bro. Like, you're like, this is not something that is thrust upon you. You're born being black, so you're born with a target on your back, jackass. You think that you walk in these rooms with all these white people and they just look at you like, oh, he's a rich, he's another rich, rich black guy. He's he's one of us. No, no. They say this nigga got lucky. You feel me? Remember, you got it coming from both sides, bro. So like, whether you like it or not, when you get in these type of positions, like, don't try and forget where you come from. Don't try and forget. It was just a dude the other day who got killed in New York because allegedly he had a weapon on him. Well, he didn't get killed. He got shot by police. It was two police officers standing over the top of this man. They could have subdued him, both of them. One of the officers just stood back and the other one was tussling with him and wrestling with him. And then eventually he pulled out his gun and shot him. The man, the, the report is that the man survived, but at the same time, the report is also that the man had a gun and he was going to pull it out and shoot the police officer. And listen, I'm not condoning violence against the police, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit up here and act like the police haven't been violent against us, me, and everybody that look like me. All right. So if a man has a weapon on him and he's trying to defend himself against a police officer that has a background of murdering black men in cold blood, I mean, he has every right to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, allegedly he had a gun on him. I don't know. Maybe the police could have uh, planted that gun on him. New York police are very crooked. So it is what it is. And ASAP Rocky comes from New York, so he knows how the police is. Like, two of the places where the police are the most crooked is New York, California. Those are the two mainstream big cities, and those are the two places like LA and New York. Like, police are notoriously crooked. Literally. So, it wouldn't surprise me if they planted that gun on that man, but whatever. I just don't believe everything I see in the news. If they say he had a gun on him, I unless you show me video, because every site that I'm going to trying to get this video, I can't find this video. If somebody knows, uh, if they got the video of the man having the gun and physically pulling the gun out on the police officer, then send me that video. Please send me that video. Not no Photoshop shit. Send me that video. My Instagram is Bam Benno. You can Instagram it to me, but it's, um, yeah, like y'all already know, it's Bam Benno without the W. So, uh, yeah, man. But ASAP Rocky, you gotta stop being a jackass, man. Get your head from out, uh, get your head from out of your ass, bro. You know, Meek Mill didn't ask to to be locked up for riding his dirt bike down the street, but when he can't, when he realized. The opportunity that was in front of him to speak up from the brothers, the other brothers that don't have no voice that's in similar situations like him. Meek Mill manned up and matured and the world celebrated him for that. The community celebrated him for that. Now, Meek Mill is seen in a totally different light than what he was seen in before, where he was taking constant L's from Drake. Now, Meek Mill is seen as the ultimate comeback kid, like one of the ultimate comeback kids. You feel me? He, everybody used to make fun of him. He used to be butt out of a lot of motherfuckers' jokes. Now, all of a sudden, he on songs with Drake again. You feel me? And now they popping again. You feel me? So, yeah, ASAP, get your head out your ass, man. And think about this realistically, bro. You had the whole community riding for you. You feel me? Galvanizing behind you, behind this fuck shit with Sweden doing. People boycotting and stuff like that. And then you come out and say some jackass shit like that, bro. Sometimes silence is golden. And um, like them two lawyers say, it's shut the fuck up Fridays. And ASAP Rocky, you need to shut the fuck up. All right? It's kind of hard to defend you when you say dumb shit. All right? In other news, we also got that... um. That Cardi B and Jermaine Dupri little little spat battle. Jermaine Dupri recently said that uh, 
hip-hop artists nowadays only want to talk about their pussy and how to use a dude and all this, then a third. And um, Cardi B was like, y'all, we would talk about other things, but y'all men don't want to hear that. All y'all want to hear about is the ass, the titties, and the pussy and all of that shit. And on both sides of that, they both got points. Because um, Megan Thee Stallion just released her freestyle on XXL. And it's a lot of the same of what she's been saying. Like, she's a big, tall, fine motherfucker with a big-ass booty. Like, I mean, I don't know how many different ways females could say that. Rappers nowadays, females could say that. I mean, Nicki Minaj killed it with it. Lil' Kim killed that with that. I mean, uh, the only rappers I can remember in recent, recent memory, only female rappers I can remember saying, like, rapping about other stuff is Queen Latifah and uh, MC Light. And that was like... 80s 90s you know what i'm saying that's a long time ago you feel me so yeah if, if we gonna change this culture of how females talk in their lyrics you know what i'm saying it's on us too to stop objectifying them you feel me it worked both ways it worked both ways because we get all of this jury we get all of this money, we get all these cars, we flex this hard and talk about all of this dope fighting and all this crazy shit for these females. Like, take the baby, for instance. He not beating them them soft-ass niggas up on camera just because he's just a fighter and he be in the gym all day long working on his technique. No, he's a rapper. You feel me? He doing that shit for clout. The same way he posted a video of him standing up to them soft-ass goons that was supposed to be running down on him in Atlanta and neither one of them did shit. You feel me? It's for clout. It's to increase his name. It's to deter motherfuckers from coming to fuck with him. You see what I'm saying? So it's like Blueface. He talking about bust down Tatiana. He talking about all of this shit in the song to objectify women. You feel me? We got the women in the videos with their ass shaking and all of that. Like we adding to them thinking that they got to rap like that in order to get everybody's attention. You see what I'm saying? And the younger females nowadays only want to hear that type of style of rapping. You know what I'm saying? From a female artist. They want to hear that. And then they'll go listen to a Beyonce. They'll go listen to an LMA when they feelings then got hurt. You feel me? Or they heart then got broken. You feel me? To try and reason with them and make sense to them well i think they just need to listen to them all the damn time i think y'all females just need to listen to rb all the damn time because nowadays the rappers the females that's rapping they ain't gonna give you that type of lifestyle they're gonna try and talk like a man and sometimes a, a lady that doesn't recognize what's ladylike It's crossing over into a dangerous world, you feel me? For her. You feel me? Because men, I think a lot of men are we just comfortable with just being the bad guy. You know? We don't really care. I think females, I think men think that females think that they can fix us like that so we be like that. It's a real, it's a real deep concept really to break down and get into it, bro. It's a real deep concept. I'll cover that more in future podcasts, like why the good girls like bad guys and all of that stuff like that. DMX had a song about that. Really, it ain't even enough time in this one to cover that, bro. But I'm just going to say it's like uh, it's, it's just like a mental thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where that stigma came from. I got to do some research on that. But um, yeah, that's been around for a long time. And we got we to gotta kind of knock that off. So, Jermaine Dupree, I'm guessing he's making those comments in hopes that a female will stand up and will start rapping more about things that are more, uh, that have more meaning, have more substance than the talking about their ass, they pussy, and getting money and using dudes. You feel me? And Cardi B saying that maybe guys should stop objectifying us and making us think that that's the only way we can get your attention. So this is a good conversation to be had right now and I'm glad we kind of having it.
Alright, yeah, we're back with the Crash Culture, the podcast show. One thing I want to talk about is these nasty-ass motherfuckers licking the ice cream or licking the food in the grocery stores and putting it back. Like, y'all motherfuckers sick. I don't know who thought of this shit. I don't know who coming up with this. I, at the end of the day, I guess you can call me conspiracy brother from undercover brother because I think that almost everything is like a, a government plot. You feel me? You know, to get either black people arrested because you know we like to go with the trends and we like to continue to be the, the trendsetters and go whatever whatever's popping or get us sick. You know what I'm saying? It's always something going on to take our attention off of the real issues that we can be using to make ourselves better and make our communities better. And this is no different. That's some nasty shit, bro. Like, I seen some dude that worked for Taco Bell lick a whole stack of um tacos. Like, bro, like, I don't even want Taco Bell no more. I didn't even want Taco Bell before that. I had a sister that used to work at Taco Bell. She told me how they made their meat. And after that, I didn't really even want to eat Taco Bell after that. But, man, y'all be safe out there, bro. Like, if stuff ain't in... It, it, y'all gonna make me go 100% vegan, bro. Because if stuff ain't in a wrapper now and sealed up, I don't even want to touch it no more now. You feel me? Because this shit getting wild out here, bro. People could have AIDS and all type of shit, and they licking food and putting it back. Ugh. Like, ew, bro. Like, these, it's just like them kids eating them Tide Pods. What the fuck is wrong with these millennials nowadays, dog? It's not me being no old head or no shit like that. Like, ain't nobody teach you no home training? Like, for real. Like, this this social media shit is go, making motherfuckers go batshit insane. Like, literally doing wicked shit like that, bruh. I don't like nobody even talking next to my food, bro. I got no a whole, a whole argument. With this dude at work, because he was talking over my sandwich one day, and my sandwich is in the wrapper. And I told him, you don't understand the energy that you putting over my food when you talk in front of it. Like, I don't even want you talking over my stuff. Like, like, bro, like, it don't. And then he tried to touch it and move it out the way after I told him. So I'm like, bro, you didn't touch it now. Oh, man, you eat it. It would be bugging out, bro. That's the stuff that you putting in your body. People putting this food in their body, bro. And Lord knows what you motherfuckers got. Y'all licking people food, touching people food, and then putting it back. You deserve to go to jail. I don't know about the girl case where she she's facing 20 years. I don't know about that. Like you could just throw the food away if you're the grocery store. You need to be more vigilant with that. But at the same time, like you do need to get some type of consequence for doing that. That's wicked. That's some sick shit. That's almost like uh chemical warfare. You feel me? It's almost like putting smallpox in a motherfucker's uh, mailbox. Remember when they was doing that? Putting smallpox in people's mailbox and shit. People was becoming infected and dying and shit. That was crazy. That was happening like when I was in high school. That was like 2004, 2005. You feel me? So, yeah. People got some nasty shit going on. Speaking of a nasty motherfucker. Breaking news. R. Kelly has now been charged with federal sex crime charges. You feel me? Like... Finally, R. Kelly is finally going to do some time for the shit that he's done. And this is not similar to the Bill Cosby thing because they bring bringing shit up on Bill Cosby from 20 years ago when he was about to buy a major network right now to basically stop him from doing something that was positive for black people. So Bill Cosby has had his asshole moments where he said dumb shit. But we all human at the end of the day. We all say dumb shit. But overall what this man's life has stood for for the black community you can't underwrite that and for what they did to him don't try and compare this shit to what they're doing to r kelly right now r kelly just getting what he's owed as well but at the same time let's not forget the harvey weinstein harvey weinsteins of the world and the donald trump's of the world the white guys who can do this type of shit and get away with it and the court of public opinion don't do shit to them but the black men, they take them and put them in, in, in jail immediately almost. So it's one of them things like if you're going to give justice to this issue, if the Me Too movement is going to go after all of these men doing this fucked up shit to women, go after all of them. You feel me? 
Don't just go after all of them and then stop short at the black people because you can get them locked up faster than you can get the white dude locked up. No, get everybody that's doing all this fucked up shit to these females locked up. Lord knows how many people in Hollywood doing wicked shit to young girls and young boys. You feel me? I, I didn't hear so many stories coming out of Hollywood. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So we need to get that taken care of. We need to really look at this objectively and with a clear head and really understand what's really going on. You feel me? White men can get away with doing this same shit, like raping females and stuff like that. And a black man that could get accused of it can get locked up automatically. You feel me? He don't even have to do it. He can get locked up automatically for them saying that he did that. You know, I'm not saying that R. Kelly is one of those men that's getting accused. To me, R. Kelly did that shit. So him going to jail, he deserved whatever he's getting. You feel me? It is what it is with him. But I'm just saying, I'm calling attention to it as a whole. Let's be balanced with this. Let's be fair as fair. All right. Don't give a one person a, a, a greater charge than other just because of the skin color that they have. All right. And I'm pretty sure R. Kelly and a lot of powerful black men are finding out it don't matter how much money you got. At the end of the day, you still a nigga to, the, to this world. You feel me? As ASAP Rocky found out when he went to Sweden. You feel me? So gotta get that looked at and get that taken care of. You feel me? Um, yeah, man. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world this week. We're gonna have more coverage coming up soon. Uh I think next episode, man, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna talk about it this episode. In tech news, um, the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is talking about removing the headphone jack, the thing that made Android uh, a more viable option to iPhone is because they kept the headphone jack and now they're talking about removing it. Facebook also had like a mini shutdown like last week, like they a lot of the business pages was bugging out and tripping out because Facebook uh crashed. So I think that that's relevant to you if you own a business and you was going through Facebook. Facebook can't be having these crashes and stuff like that, you know, as well as security breaches. You know, it, it compromises the trust that you may have in it if you have a business. I know I have a Facebook page. I barely noticed it because it just started up because my business page just started up. So I barely noticed it Facebook crashing. I probably wasn't even online when it crashed. But, um, yeah. And that new 5G, man, it, it, I don't know. It's it's hella fast, but at the same time, I'm hearing a lot of bad stuff about it. The uh, the effects it has due to radiation. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing birds falling out the sky and shit, dying, dropping dead. You feel me? Near these 5G towers and whatnot. So that can't be good for the environment, and that can't be good for us to have in these phones next to our ear with this radiation emitting off of it. You feel me? Especially if it's uh, sending birds dying immediately just from radio waves coming from the towers so like i say i'm 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 conspiracy brother i always think it's a plot you feel me i always think it's something going on you feel me you can't tell me yeah you can say i'm paranoid i guess but at the same time when you really look deeply at things and the way the world going am i really am i really to me it's only common sense that whatever's most beneficial to the people of the land it should happen universal health care should be something that should be common sense it should happen livable wages a better a better minimum wage because this is what i found out with a minimum wage is a job is only obligated to pay you that you know what i'm saying because that is mandated from the government you feel me so all of these jobs that's paying you more, if you sign the contract with them and you you fucked up on the contract, then they could reduce your hours in the state of Florida. I know this. They could reduce your, your wages down to that, no matter how much they promised you your wage was. But you can battle them in court and whatnot. But at the same time, why should you have to? It should be mandated that we should make we should now have to work more than one job. Um, 
student loans, school should be free at the end of the day because we are getting this education to become more skilled workers to make a better economy of skilled workers. So certain things like that just make sense. You know, reparations for black people, it just makes sense. Everybody else got it. Everybody else got a financial uh, base or economic base to build their community. Why not us, the people that help build this land? So it's just, we got to make sense. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want the theme of episode six to be. Let's all just make sense. All right. Let's all get along and let's all just make sense. All right. Not just common sense, but sense. You know, this is a Crash Culture Podcast show. I'm your host, Bam Bam Bino, a.k.a. Bam, a.k.a. Space Coach Joe, a.k.a. Joe. You know, like I say, holler at me through Instagram at Bam Bam Bino, but it's spelled Bam Ben No without the W. On Twitter, the same thing. And on Facebook, Bam Smith. Uh, Yeah, this is Crash Culture Podcast show. Good night.